So I'm looking at you. Wherever you want. Okay. I'm the one who's nervous. What do you care? <laughs> I really am. I really am. We've done 322 of these today. We'll get rid of the echo right now. And I am probably more nervous than I've ever been. Um, I don't know if you you said nice set and everything. Do you recognize the set at all? It's Letterman's uh, it old set. It looks a little familiar, yes. Yeah, it's Letterman's <laughs> old set from the the old days. Well, is anything real from the set? The desk, the microphone, the chairs you're Wait, sitting you in. Wait, you really took got these? Yeah, we didn't take them. We got them from the museum that the yeah, show gave yeah, them to. Yeah, I know. But yeah. Whoa. <laughs> Hence, late night play set. I mean, it's been... I see. Yes, it's all making sense to me now. <laughs> I, um, I mean, honestly, it's been a while. Oh, I would imagine. So I was actually oh, curious Alfie. if this was even part of your life because it was kind of already. All right, can I give you a little backstory on me? Yes, sure. I, I met your parents. My, my. See. All right, where to back up here? All right, for everybody else. <laughs> Let's start the show. How about that? We'll do that. Welcome back to the Late Night Playset, everybody. Today is Thursday, November 12th, 2020. 2020, November 12th. We still don't have a president. Hence the beard, by the way. Forgive the beard. I'm not cutting this beard until we have a president. We'll figure it out one way or the other. Uh, our guest this evening is Victoria Schaefer. Uh, she's a host. She's a producer. She is an animal activist, if you couldn't tell from the, the puppy sitting in her lap right now. And as we were just discussing, she's kind of talk show royalty as well. And us sitting here in the old Letterman set um, doing our little Whatever We Do podcast. Kind of interesting to us to have uh, Paul Schaefer's daughter here with us to talk about her life as well as what the heck it was like growing up being her. And we're going to have a little puppy who's going to wander around at the same time. Yeah, he's probably going to wander. It's cool with us if it's cool with you. It's fine with me. The risk of pee is always... Oh, yeah, and there's probably cat smell everywhere because there is um, a 20-year-old. He's doing really well on potty training, so we'll hope for the best. Before we get into anything else, can you tell us a little bit about this guy, and then I'll tell you my my backstory and my history and why. Sure. So this is Alfie. He is three and a half months old, and he is so wonderful. I fostered him through Mutt Scouts. Mutt Scouts is this fantastic rescue organization here in Los Angeles that I was fortunate enough to cross paths with in the very beginning of the pandemic. And I've been addicted ever since. I've fostered almost 50 puppies and dogs through them since the pandemic began. And um, Alfie was in one of the litters that I raised. I raised him from three weeks to now three months. Oh, my gosh. Yes. And, you are um, his mom. I'm his true mom. And Alfie was born with a cleft paw. So I was watching on your Instagram. He reminds me of Nemo. He's like little <laughs> yes, Nemo. I know. Nemo could have been flipper. a Nemo. But we didn't want to, you know, focus on his imperfection. His lucky flipper. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, so his paw was – he's missing a couple toes uh, it's a lot smaller, and his leg is shorter, so he has an, a limp oh. all the time. So can't really get a good gallop going, probably. He actually is pretty good right now at his current size, but he's still small. He's oh, so cute. My friend Rachel is over here. She's the puppy wrangler. Really today, adorable. and um, maybe she'll she'll send him back in. <laughs> But it was it was um, naive to think he would stay still at this age. So he's not. Available for a dog. He's yours. He's, he's mine. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. So the the end of the story is that he he is a foster fail, as we call it. He he just, like, stole my heart. And 
people came. He was one of 10 puppies and they kept choosing a different puppy, choosing a different puppy. And I was like, I'm just so sick of people passing him. So I adopted him. Here he is. Come here. Come here. (laughs) Maybe he's camera shy. This is his first appearance. Oh, Uh, we could put that up on the counter. Here he is. Here in this camera. (laughs) He's right here. There he is, little face. Yeah, so um, it's been great. So I have two other dogs of my own. They've been fantastic foster siblings. And now uh, this is my first puppy in eight years, like, that I've adopted. So usually I raise puppies until two months. Now we're going into the teenage phase where they're like this. Yeah. And um, I'm not used to it. It's a handful. Yeah, yeah. Alfie, listen to me. Make a good impression. So, yes, that's his story. Here's his paw right here. There it is. It's such a cutie. And by the way, so, it's barely – it, it looked worse on the Instagram picture. Really? Yeah. That was – okay. That was a uh, a very bizarre angle, I'll say. <laughs> but But it's getting – we're it's up in the air. We have three months more till we really decide what we're gonna do with that leg. If it's gonna stay, if oh, we're gonna I put see. a prosthetic, um, because there there is an imbalance and he's doing well. But as he gets gets bigger and he gains more weight, it's a lot of pressure on that ankle. So yeah. we'll see. They're doing amazing things these days too. You can really kind of oh get yeah, a lot he could have life. like a robotic paw or something. Do they really go that far now? I mean. It, I guess it depends how much money I'm willing to spend, right? Fair enough. Anything's <laughs> possible. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, we're animal lovers as well. As as I mentioned, we have a 20-year-old kitty cat in the other room who is on the old. show a lot. Um, she just That's went for crazy. a shave the other day. Just got a, she's like a domestic long hair. So she just got uh, cut. So she's kind of resting. She's been resting for a week. <laughs> <laughs> she's embarrassed. Here's my backstory. I grew up in a very similar area to you, right over the border in Connecticut. My okay. aunt was friends with Lou Soloff, and we used to go to his Halloween party Rest every year. Peace. Rest in peace, famous trumpet player, fantastically talented trumpet player. But um, I met your parents at these Halloween parties a couple different times. Hmm. And one time, if I'm – I well, I have to ask, when were you born? What year? 93. I think that was it. I think it was the <laughs> Halloween party of 92 where your mom was there but not drinking. Okay. So I was there but yeah. not there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's just a really weird small thing. Like I remember my Aunt Catherine talking about how, oh, you know, Paul and Kathy are going to have a baby. And it was so exciting and the whole <laughs> thing because I was kind of like ancillarily. She was – my aunt was friends with your dad too. In fact, your dad used to get me and my family tickets to go see the old late night show in the old days. Is that how you got this? <laughs> no, I got this by just being way too committed to the subject <laughs> <laughs> for way too long. Um, but so I've always had this kind of weird, like, I, I've always felt like I've known you and I've sort of from afar, like when, when things would pop up, like, oh, that's Paul Schaefer's daughter. I went to something at, um, d- d- I don't know if you went to the same schools as the, the, um, as the Solovs, but I went to something, it might've been your school. I, I just remember you were there, but a tiny little kid, 96, 97. And there was some sort of symposium. I don't know if I was really in true school then. No, this was something where it was some sort of jazz symposium where they'd have the professionals come play with the students. Okay. And it was a really neat thing. They did it at my school, too, with Tom Malone and some of the other guys um, in Wilton. Um, but it was really, really interesting to to 
I don't know, just to be in that environment and watch these pros giving their time and their brilliance to these kids and paying mm-hmm. it forward and everything. And I guess that was the last time I would have seen you. It would have been <laughs> quite a few a years ago. Yeah, maybe 24 years ago. That's probably about right. So yeah. I just wanted you to know that like this was really special to me that you said yes then came on our little show today because I have this weird like pseudo connection. Thank you for having me. I, I saw a message and I said, what else are we doing right now? So what's it like in L.A.? <laughs> How long have you been in L.A.? What's L.A. versus New York? Tell yes. me what you want to tell me. Well, I have been in L.A. this time around for two years. Oh. Um, I worked at Jimmy Kimmel Live oh. about five years ago. So I lived here for one year, quit. What were you doing? <laughs> in fact, I was working in their field department in production. Okay. Um, kind of where we all started, right? all those uh, man-on-the-streets. And then it was a great place to work, but it just, I had learned what I could learn there. I had other aspirations. I moved back to New York. Also, I had the pressure of my parents trying to get me to move back to New York. And, <laughs> and, um, it's honest. Yeah. And so I moved back to New York for a couple of years. And now I've been permanently, I like to say, in Los Angeles for two years, where I, I knew this time I was going to stay for real. The first time I, it was just a test because I'm born and raised in New York. Really didn't think I would live anywhere else. Did you live in the city when you were in New York? I lived – so I went to grade school an hour north of the city but spent a lot of time going to the city, going back and forth. We had an apartment there um, that my dad would spend a couple nights a week to just break up the commute. Oh, because he was working in the city. Yeah, because yeah, he was working sure. in the city. If we had – school off we would go visit and then I went to the new school um and I lived in New York City for six six or seven years I love the new school what'd you study I studied culture and media studies and acting um I took advantage of their create your own major program so I really catered my um major to hosting and docu-series exactly like what I'm doing now so it was a great program wow yeah. Well, but you're built for this. I mean, you really are so well. Spo- I mean, I'm sure some of that is it's in your genes, of course. But you are you're 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 adorable. You're well spoken. Uh, you're well put please, together. You have please. all of the things that no, you you no. should be a host. Like <laughs> you you are doing some shows. You're producing other shows. What, yeah. What are you up it's to? It's pretty crazy. So, I mean, obviously, pandemic threw a wrench into <sighs> some things. Um, before that, I was doing some hosting work, mostly web-based, um, mostly about dogs. This is sort of the niche I found. Um, and then... Passion too, though, right? Yes, yes, of course. Uh, passion first. But then it, dogs have just... It spiraled into control, out of, out of control, rather, um, into my career, my all oh, sorts of things. It, it, it overflowed into Yeah, everything. yeah. It just turned into this massive thing. I mean, my home is filled with dogs and dog things and dog photos. And it's just dogs everywhere, wherever you look. Uh, this, I mean, we just had like six dogs at the house. Were you always like that? Did your family always have no, dogs? No, no. Are so, you the first one? Good question because I'm writing a book about this. Simon and Schuster. Yeah. I've got a note about that right yeah, here. Yeah, and in it, this story will be detailed in in that book. But um, but no, I did not Can grow I say up the with name dogs. Of it? Yeah, yeah. Pup culture. Pup culture. 
it's it's called Pup Culture. Simon and Schuster are publishing it. It's insane. Never in a million years did I think I'd be an author, and it's just another Why? example. I'm not really like the sort that's disciplined to sit at a computer and write. I'm much more collaborative. Okay. And also, I'm even though I was an acting major, scripts have never been my thing. Like I've done improv. I I prefer docu style content or or just make it up as you go along. Here's Alfie. He's joining us again. Um, Makes make his way around. Yeah, and um, anyway, back to the original <laughs> question. I I babble, but um, oh Alfie, <laughs> um, my parents neither neither of them grew up with dogs, so I did not grow up with dogs until I was about twelve years old when I. Begged and begged and begged, and eventually they just gave in, probably mm. out of annoyance. But it was the best thing that's ever happened to me, and we ended up having two family dogs. I moved out. I got two more dogs of my own at 19. That's a lot of responsibility. I know. It's insane. I mean, a dog at 19 years old is like, yeah. that's, that's a, oh, he's doing okay. He's I doing don't right. really do things in, in, at a small scale yeah yeah i just go for it so i had two two puppies at 19 i was fostering i um did a uh alfie's on on a run she's probably going for the cat exploring yeah probably um i i was fostering and then my dad and i did this psa for the humane society um just all about like from one generation to the next adopting dogs and from there, it took off. I had a radio show uh, when I was probably 20. I think I was the youngest host and you on were there. At, like doing it out of a studio in New York I somewhere? was doing it out of my apartment, actually. Oh, cool. All over Skype. Um, Amazing. And it was great. And, and then it just kept going and going and going. Um, and now, yeah, I'm writing a book. I've done some hosting stuff. It all seems to stem from dogs. Even all of my production work that I've done um, all stems from my dogs barking in the background during a job interview, sparks conversation, and then like I have my first producer job. <laughs> Alfie's really... Everything definitely happens for a reason, but I mean, it seems like this is your path, your intended path for whatever reason. If things keep... Yeah. Do you believe in any of that stuff? I kind of do. I do. I do. I hope it gets... It grows from here. I the book is definitely a big step. Um, we'll see what happens. Okay. There's talks about some other dog related shows. Um, does it we'll kind of depends on how the book does that kind of thing? Because you could probably springboard a bunch of things off the book. There are some opportunities that are being spoken about already before the book has even come out, but nothing is set in stone. So it's funny. They'll how- be secretive for now. It's funny how all of that behind-the-scenes stuff works. My wife, Nicole, over there used to be a comedy <laughs> publicist. She worked with everybody, everybody in the business. And uh, so she understands everything you're talking about. I don't understand it even a little bit about the backstory and then the rollout and all of that, all the it's, different strategies involved. Yeah, it's, it's pretty wild. And, you know, like probably 80% of the things you hear about never actually happen. Right. <laughs> right. Or, right, right. Even commitments yeah, generally yeah. Don't, don't come to Especially see the day. Especially during this very bizarre time where there, were, there was a lot of talks and now we're, we're going to see if we can pull through with it. But 
it's definitely, you know, traveling is not Alfie. <laughs> traveling is not something that's very easy to do right now. So this seems like I, I don't know, maybe it's not an obvious question. Are you musical at all? I mean, it seems. <laughs> I know your family I, to be quite musical, just yeah. from my personal experience. Well, my family is not musical. My father dad, is okay. musical. Um, you know, I think I I like music. I sing a lot to myself, but no, I don't foresee a musical path, and probably nobody would want me. So, but not. <laughs> but it doesn't even interest you as a. You never picked up noodling on uh, anything. It, we took lessons, my brother and I. I have a 21-year-old brother. Oh. Um, we took lessons, but it's just a lot of pressure, and we just decided to do our own things. I got the entertainment part. That really you know, affected me strongly growing up, but I wanted to do my own thing. Mm-hmm. So, Plus, my dad is a musician, but not one that ended up in the music industry. That's the funniest thing. You're totally yeah. right. So he I puts grew everybody up... else in the Hall of Fame, literally. <laughs> yeah, seriously. So so I grew up on the set of a show, not of a concert or something. So That's weird. the music is less apparent. Alfie, I'm telling you, come here. Come on. <laughs> here we go. All right, buddy. You should be tired. <laughs> here he is. Hi, buddy. <laughs> he's really cute. He's got a cute I face. Know. The eye, I mean, is he actually sad or does he just permanently no, look kind of sad? No, he permanently has these expressive eyes. Um, my dad actually was just in town and whoop, and he um, was absolutely taken by Alfie. The two of them became a great pair. My dad would do swimming laps in the pool oh, and Alfie would sit there watching him. wonderful. And my dad would say, like, uh, you know, I would I go to bed early. And my dad would stay up late. And he was like, I'll put Alfie in his crate. And he would sneak in to my room oh, late at adorable. night to put Alfie away so that they could stay up and hang out and cuddle. So. That's amazing. He's right on your. Um, Alfie, don't pee over there. <laughs> he's in the set, literally in the bookshelf. He's, he's in the bookshelf. So he's That's not awesome. shy. Um, let's see, music and animals. So the animal thing, you told me how that kind of started, and I think that's just going to be your path now. I mean, yeah, like, it's, it's you, wild. Do you have kind of a connection with the animals to do, to like, I don't, not to say you're like a whisperer or something, but mm. I have a weird kind of connection where I kind of talk to stuff I like that. I don't know about that. I actually, for <laughs> a pilot once, we hired a pet psychic who told me my dogs like don't even like me, so... I don't know how I feel about that sort of thing, but um, but I think I do have Who some. Who would say sort a thing of, like that? I, know, I mean, I think, seriously. Honestly, I think she was going for content, which I can appreciate, you know. But um, <laughs> but you know, I think I just have an overall energy where I get a lot of uh, mutt scouts dogs that are difficult that have gone to other foster homes that they say, you know, they won't go to the bathroom, they don't sleep at night, and I get them like. I'm like, I don't understand what the problem is. They're totally fine. I you think, don't seem aggressive. Like, because you're the alpha, you can get no, them to no, do things? No, no, just because I think I, I have a very calm Oh, the sense. opposite. Yeah, the opposite, actually. Like, I agree like I'm that. not panicked. Like, go in the backyard. Like, I, I'm not worried you're going to run away. Yeah. Or, you know, 
I just like let it work itself out. I have faith that it's going to work work itself that's, out. That's how life should be, though. Yeah. I mean, life kind of does work that way if you just sort of believe and let it do its thing. Yeah. So that's what the the girls at Mutt Scouts tell me. Like, can <laughs> oh, we so just that's... try to send them send them to you? Maybe, uh, maybe you know they'll just chill out. So we actually have a dog at the house now that was an owner surrender. She's she's difficult, but she's oh owner surrender. Oh, that sucks. I know. That's sad. I know. It's such. It's it's a shame. Yes, but um. How do you deal with that element of it? I you know I'm all the time. I'm on both Beth Stern and Jessica Seinfeld's <laughs> uh, uh, Instagrams all the time, and they're both just so good with the animals. I don't know how they deal with the heartache of. There Probably is what a, you lot deal of, with a lot of there I is a lot of heartache. There's you know ill dogs. We see dogs that are just in horrible shape, and you can't believe uh, someone human like you could ever imagine doing that right. to an animal. And then the owner surrender thing. That's that's more of just a frustration <laughs> with people in general. And the oh there he, there is. he is and the lack. Oh, of course, yeah, that yeah. was my bad. Here, you can have mine, Alfie. And the lack of... (laughs) (laughs) The lack of, um, like, commitment. You know, like, people are just so quick to throw in the towel. And so when that happens, you know, I do have a difficult time looking at the the person who drops the dog at my home. Do some people, Put it lightly. Th- they treat uh, like accessories. It's sort of like, oh, I'm going to buy this because it's going to go with my car or my whatever, my personality, my life. Right. And then I was, all right, go for it. Ah. And then all of a sudden, um, what, it, it barks too much or, or I think peed on the carpet? Specifically or? in the pandemic, people thought this is the time to do it. And oh. then life resumes or it's starting to resume a little bit more and they realize – this isn't what they wanted in their life, but we just wish they would have thought of that earlier. Yeah. Um, instead of displacing the dog, so it happens. You know, <laughs> I mean, every glass of water is. Well, now they're all touched. We've yeah, got it. is it peeling? But I'm pretty sure he doesn't have COVID. So. <laughs> well, that's good, and I and yeah. we don't either, so we're good there. <laughs> yeah, that that's still up for. Oh, stepping on your iPad. Um, that's still up for debate, channel. but I feel that dogs can't have covid uh they i heard some cats there were some feline cases supposedly do you think that's even true is that a thing they're saying that it could oh there we go it could be um perfect great it could be just um like the same sort of virus being picked up or a small trace of it but it's not clear if it's covid right to be exact it could be in the same family yeah Mm. Oh, we thought he was going to stay right there, but that was wishful He's thinking. He's adorable. That little face. I, I understand I mean, how people fall in love immediately. I know. I know. But you do have to think about it. And if, if you know, you're not ready, you can foster. It's also rewarding. And if you've realized that, you know, you're capable for this commitment, then you can adopt just like I did. Is it uh, muttscouts.com? Is it just muttscouts.org. Of course. Dot yes. Muttscouts.org. Um we have a foster application on there. We have adoption applications. And all of our available dogs are on our Instagram, at Mutt Scouts. And your website is Victoria Lily Schaefer we have up there as well. Dot com, yes. You know, that's sort of a funny website. Uh, it's a bit of a joke. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
No, no, you. Well, it's should... the same Instagram. It's no, Victoria yeah, Lily yeah, Schaefer at Instagram. Instagram. No, no, you should look at it. It's funny. Um, it's just a one-page, simple, uh, simple website. Because I thought people were going to my website and I have my headshot and some, you know, bio that I made up to of myself. And now it's just, you know. Have your people call my people. Here's that's what it was. I thought that was yeah. so funny. Thank you. And um, and who the heck is Victoria Lily Schaefer? Yeah, that's yeah. Funny also. And just um, and it, you can access my Instagram through there. But just like you got in contact with me, Instagram is the best. It's amazing these days. It is. It's amazing. So many people reach out to us to be on the show through Instagram really? versus having to. Yeah, we have bookers as well to help. But I mean, it, it's really kind of amazing these days. Yeah. How <laughs> self-produce the whole thing. Um, I have to ask, because one of our sponsors is uh, an insurance uh, for car okay. insurance. It's really a car show. A lot of cars and automotive stuff, okay. believe it or not. And, and sure, I comedians. like cars. Um, but pet insurance. What is your feeling ah, on pet insurance? Yes, this is new to me. Um, I didn't have pet insurance for my last two dogs. When pet insurance started to become popular, my dogs were too old to get a reasonable quote so i did just get it for alfie though he has a pre-existing condition alfie he has a pre-existing condition obviously his paws so that won't that won't help but um we do think he might have some allergies so i think i have i'm paying like 40 dollars a month it will cover um vet exams it will cover his any medication for other things and and emergencies. And emergencies, yeah. yeah. So someone explained it to me very well, which was if you have the money and the mindset to just save that money for your dog, then you don't necessarily need insurance. Right. But if you want to ensure that you are saving that money for your dog, then pay the monthly insurance bill and you won't have to worry. It's almost a, your own personality. Know your personality first. Yeah, and yeah. Apply so it. I'm going to try it. I think, I guess that's not a real answer to your question, but well, I no, think everyone. Uh, I'm torn also. I'm torn also. Ours is too old, too old now, but I mean, we're yeah. obviously thinking about getting another. Yeah. And I mean, it seems like it would make sense if you're getting a younger animal at this point, but I just, yeah. I don't know anyone to ask. I vets are starting to recommend it for for sure, but it's just another thing now to I keep track it. of. I know. <laughs> now it's a racket. <laughs> I know. It's just another thing to keep track of. I'm gonna try it. I'll report okay. back in a couple of months when um, Alfie starts getting his free vet exams and medical care. We'll he see. He's a little baby though. He's a baby. He is three and a half months, and he's so whiny. Like, I don't know why he's being so crazy. He's just so excited, I think. Uh, and there's Alfie. probably kitty smells all over this place, too. Well, I mean, we keep it clean, actually, but still. Rachel is staying with me right now. She has a cat, so he, you should be used to that smell. Like with you or at home? Oh, got home. Got oh yeah, it's in her pocket. No, <laughs> I meant here in Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, in, it's <laughs> at my that house. dog loves you. <laughs> it's at my house in Los Angeles. Yeah, so we have. Oh, it really is. Yeah, it really oh, that's is. awesome. So we have her cat. We have my three dogs, and we have one foster right now. And next week, we'll have her cat, my foster, my three dogs, and a mama dog, and her 10 newborn puppies. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Rachel, what do you think about pet insurance? So, actually, my cat is only two. And um, when I took him to get vaccinated and everything, initially, 
they they did recommend pet insurance. I did not. There she is. Because I was very optimistic that he is super healthy and that he's going to remain super healthy. So I have not gotten pet insurance for him yet. Right. Luckily, I've had no issues with him. He was born with like a super tiny heart murmur, which I had known about. Um, but we recently had a friend who had a, oh, yeah. a situation with her cat who also same problem, same, or same scenario, no issues at all. She found out she had been living with mold in her house and oh, her cat now has to be on an inhaler for the rest of his month. His life. It's like two hundred dollars a like month. Two hundred dollar inhaler a month. And, and it was. She did not have pet insurance, so she. We actually just had this conversation a couple of weeks ago, and she was like, "Get it." Get yeah, it. she said, "Get it," and she also said she had her cat had to stay at the vet for like seven thousand dollars. Oh god! Initially for a couple. Oh, because they want to keep him here, of course, and. So I don't know. It was wow. pretty severe. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll 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 call you. I'll let you know. Please do. <laughs> I believe that your pet is gonna be like infinitely healthy and that you know you're never gonna need it. But That's you want to think positive, not, right? Yeah. Uh, well, it's a great time to mention. <laughs> they say all that separates men and boys is the coverage for their toys. St. Clair Insurance has coverage for your toys. Coverage for your toys dot com. It's anything. If you want a snowmobile or a collector car. Your Porsche collection, your business, everything. <laughs> I don't know if we plugged the insurance, but we had a good conversation about it. <laughs> St. Clair Insurance, coverage for your toys, dot com. <laughs> Done. Uh, all right, back to you. Oh, all right. So growing up who you are and where you were, you had a lot of famous people come through your household. Is that fair to say? I guess so. I'm just trying to think of yeah. some of the ones I know. The first night, this stuff was all new. Bill Murray spray-painted Dave across the front. And I know yeah. that your dad and Bill Murray have always been friends since yeah, the SNL days. Bill has become a dear friend of mine, too. Completely coincidentally. Well, but, but you did a project together as well, which I'm right. trying to get to. Right, yes, that is it. That's right. But I just mean uh, I never really knew him through my dad. Oh, I see. I, um, I got gotcha. you. It's coincidental that we work together, and um, now we speak every once in a while, and we have great, great conversation. We've traveled together now for uh-huh. that show. So, yeah, the show you're referring to is um, Extra Innings with Bill Murray and Brian Doyle Murray, Bill's brother. Um, yeah, we traveled around Middle America a couple summers ago. That was my first real producer role of like a a legitimate show is for facebook watch uh obviously bill's a huge talent so well i haven't seen it and when i was reading about it on your thing obviously i really really want to can you tell us what was the premise you guys are you're out in the world in the wild it was a docuseries it was about 15 minutes every week for 10 weeks uh each place we were in a different uh place in middle america we went to well, not all Middle America, but we went to Martha's Vineyard. We went to um, where did we go? Uh, we went to Kentucky. Oh wow, uh, Martha's Vineyard in Kentucky. So you're yeah, definitely like we're all over the all. place. But but really, the premise was minor league baseball. Let's go to a bunch of minor league baseball stadiums. Oh, extra innings. Yes, where they wouldn't necessarily expect Bill to show up to. 
let's just have fun with the crowd. I promise it was fun, Alfie. (laughs) And let's have fun with the crowd and see what happens. Honestly, it was very loosely done. We would go to a game. Um, We would just kind of get away with murder and film it and turn it into a series. Does he kind of – I mean I'm just assuming. I mean (laughs) – I, I met him. I put the proton pack on him for one of those Scream Awards things we were together. And, <laughs> and, and he was wonderful and, and interesting and not at all what we sort of had expected or had heard, you know, based on the 800 number or all of the things. Yeah. And when I met him, I got from him exactly what you said the animals might relate to you about. There's an overwhelming calm that as long as you don't disturb it, you can actually enjoy as well. Right. That was my experience anyway. Yeah, Even no. in this flurry of people and activity that was going on at this award show. Um, so – I'm a huge fan, obviously. Can you tell me anything about what it was like when Bill Murray walks into public? Because I can't, I mean, I can't imagine. It's we overwhelming. It's very overwhelming. So besides that, I've worked with him um, on some other benefit shows. I worked with him when he was at Kimmel. Um, oh, of course. Sure. We would go. We would go out on the street all the time, and it's super overwhelming. Um, in fact, I feel bad for him sometimes because people don't always treat him like a person. Um, but he's really a pro at it by now, obviously. And uh, he does all he can. And then eventually we just have to keep going and apologize for not being able to spend more time with people. But, I mean, he's just – he's so much fun. He's so respectful, so kind. Um, you know, my parents both had COVID actually in the very beginning. Um, and he called me to check up all the time. So wow. he's a good guy. That's wonderful to hear. Yeah, yeah. Um, moving down the line in that on the, along those same lines, Mrs. Ryan here is a big fan of and I think actually worked with Martin Short at one point. Oh, yes. Another one I know. Yes, he <laughs> is one of my dad's best friends. He's been – around since I was born. Um, He has three children of his own who I've grown up with. We spent summers uh, going to his lake home in uh, Lake Ontario. And he's like an uncle to me. He calls me every birthday, um, sings happy birthday to me. Uh, He's a great, great person as well. I can't say anything else. (laughs) A couple years ago, your dad and the world's most dangerous band came and did a concert here in Beverly Hills a couple years ago. Oh yeah, I was there. Were you? We were there yeah. as well. Front yeah. row tickets because I oh, couldn't really? not. And Funny. and of course Martin Short halfway through. Thanks for remembering doing the whole thing. Yeah, such a delight. Oh my and goodness! And to see the two as performers is fun, but to see the two as what is clearly friends is mm-hmm. like magical. Oh yeah, yeah. And so Marty's up here, or and then he he splits his time. Uh, between Canada and Los Angeles. So whenever my dad comes to visit me, he also is seeing Marty a lot. Oh, that's great. Um, oh, he like, does. Li- he lives in town. I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah. He he splits his time. But um, no, I did hear I did hear you say it. I just didn't. Yeah, realize. yeah, yeah. I thought it was sort of a special occasion that he was here. No, also. no, no. He has a home here, and they go out all the time to eat. Or he goes. They just they go way way back. They they came to the U.S. From Canada, nothing extreme, but um, uh, together in the Godspell cast. Oh, that's the famous story. Yes, yes. Him, Marty, and Eugene. Lorraine Newman? And Lorraine, yes. Yeah, that's right. Yes. Lorraine, I, I actually worked with 
for a benefit for Canine Companions of Independence. Um, so I hadn't seen her in a really long time, but but Marty, I see Eugene Levy, I see a lot. They're love, like, love, the three love of Eugene them are Levy. really good friends. Um, uh, Mrs. Ryan over there, her uncle is the one who greenlit Schitt's Creek, as a matter of fact, oh, for really? Pop for Pop Network. Yeah. yeah, and we're so happy for Dan. I mean, he's just they were friends it. from MTV in Canada back in the yeah, old days. Yeah, he's killing it. He's killing it. So uh, it's wild. That whole that whole thing is absolutely wild. Did you ever fantastic. want to act? Did you ever do any acting? Hosting, I can yes. see more for you, but have you acted? I was signed with Buckwald um, in who New at, York. Who at Buckwald? I can't ask you. Don't, <laughs> don't answer that. Um, and I tried it out, but what I realized was it wasn't for me. There are people that are much more passionate about acting than me. And it's just, sure, I could do it. I could, I, w- I did it at school, but really just because I didn't know what else to study. Some people are made for it. You can do anything. Yeah, yeah. Are you saying I can do anything? You can do oh, anything. Thank you. Um, but yeah, I think there's just people that that are passionate about it. Not me. I have severe fear of forgetting my lines. Ooh. Yeah. Voiceover I did do with Buckwald for a little bit longer um, because I you could can, read You can it. bring your lines. Yeah. yeah. That's nice. Bring my yeah. sides right to the And I could go booth. in my pajamas, which is also great. But um, <laughs> By the way, those are the only people I know. All of our friends who are vo- professional voiceover artists are thriving during COVID. Yes. Thriving. I mean, to the point yeah. of guilt of like, wow, we have all this work and everyone else is yeah, you know, suffering. Yeah. That and Instagram lives. Oh, yeah. Go online at four four o'clock. Yeah, that was me. That was me for a while. I Did Did pup- you do them? I did puppy weigh-ins. Um, <laughs> <laughs> tell, tell us what this is. I mean, exactly. Like Weight Watchers? Exactly what it sounds like. I weighed puppies on live Instagram. It's simple. <laughs> it is, but I'm tra- <laughs> like guessing jelly beans in a jar or like. No, like for- I literally like put a puppy on a scale. And like every night, we we would my fr- my friend Maisie, who was quarantining with me at the time, because I I usually live alone, um, except when Rachel's in town. <laughs> um, she and I were quarantining. We were raising this litter of nine puppies, and we just we would have to weigh them every night. It's just what you have to do for young young puppies. Oh, to monitor their growth and exactly. stuff. Like this is a normal. I exactly. See. But then I thought this is so fun. Sounded like we were gambling. Like <laughs> this one's gonna be seven or eight pounds. Know, you know what's what the over under? Alfie over there. But um, yeah, we thought you know this is kind of fun and actually kind of exciting. Like how much are gonna they gonna weigh today? That we started to do it live just for our friends, and then it turned into this whole thing. And it was, I mean, it was probably the thing that got me through lockdown. We had a lot of fun. That's a, that's a really interesting statement you just made. Like, what is the one thing that gets you through lockdown? Puppies. Puppies. <laughs> puppies. <laughs> no, puppies and, and a community of dog lovers who sign on every single night to chat online and just we just had so much fun. Is this one on Mutt Scouts or is this one on this your This was on mine. Okay. Yeah, and I will so I was doing it every single night during lockdown cuz what else were we doing? But right. Now Live at 5, that's how that started for us. Right. But now um when I do get a litter, I'll do it like once a week, like Wednesdays. Um and But do you, you still do it online for everybody? Yeah, yeah, yeah but okay. I have no Just puppies right occasion. now. Um if I have if I have puppies, yeah, I'll do it because it also promotes adoption 
and it shares the puppies that we have available with mm. adopters looking. So actually, like the first litter, all nine puppies were discovered through that live. Oh, crazy well, then it's enough. doing a great service. That's yeah, wonderful. yeah, yeah. No, it was fa- great. It was amazing, actually. And now you're like the North Shore Animal League or whatever. Yeah, you know, when I was I'm a kid, it was North Betty White Shore. on those commercials, you know? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I have a, de- a designated puppy room at my house now. It used to be an office. It's it's a fully functioning shelter, right, Rachel? It's like um, just kennels and you know crates and pens and towels and dog beds and different types of food, different size collars, leashes, medication, formula, bottles, everything. All the stuff. Yeah, it's very organized. Thanks, Rachel. <laughs> Uh, it's actually one of the one of the thrills. Uh, my weekly thrills is reorganizing the puppy room. That's amazing. This is amazing. I, I think you're doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing in life. I, yeah, I, yeah, I am. I didn't know what to make of any of this. I didn't. I just didn't know, and I'm just delighted. I think you're wonderful. Thank you so much. I'm I think sure you're you think I'm wonderful. a total weirdo. I'll take it. No, when I walked in and I looked to my left and I saw this in your dining room <laughs> yeah this would have been a bonus room we were yeah, using it as a I formal thought, dining this is pretty cool this is the equivalent this is your puppy room this is <laughs> it's funny. i um i call it my little it's like mr ryan's land of make-believe like it's <laughs> it's the it's where the trolley goes through the wall to this weird like what on earth is going on here and we've yeah, had it's some spectacular we've had some crazy like award-winning directors and cinematographers here who've just been like I love it. I don't get it. I don't understand any of it, but it's the coolest thing, and, I, and I'm glad you're doing it. Please keep doing it. It's super cool. No, I love it. And um, actually, my puppy room does house some sim- – I have a wall that looks similar to this wall with signed memorabilia. Oh, from your life, I'm yeah, sure. but it's in the puppy room because it used to be my office. So, but I see the puppies can enjoy, you know, a Mean Girls poster or. What did you do with Mean Girls? Did you work on? No, mean Girls? I was just. I went to the premiere. I was probably it was my first like big premiere, and I got it's. I I got like everyone's signature on that thing. From it's from being awesome. at the premiere. Yeah, it's awesome. And then I have you know, uh, a photo of my dad in a Got Milk commercial in a Cheerios or ad Cheerios ad. I have um, a signed Kim Kardashian magazine that my dad got for me. <laughs> I've um, got weird shit like that too. Yeah, I've got a Britney Spears uh, tank top. Like, have? what the hell? Things that I took from Jimmy Kimmel live when I was working, just funny posters and stuff. Uh, I have a bill thing in there. I, I, most people, I don't know if people know this. Do people know that your dad was like on Saturday Night Live or from the original Saturday Night Live? I think. Some people do, but I, I my think 70, friend seventy to seventy like the first original, five years. The yeah. original, yes, with Bill. Uh Brian was there. Oh wait, so did he work with Dan Aykroyd too then? Yes, and Dan. Oh my gosh. Are they do they know each other? Yeah, yeah. I know Dan well. Um I love Dan Aykroyd. I mean, <laughs> I've met him a handful of times. We worked together on a couple small, small promo type things. Yeah. And I am so fascinated with them, mainly because I think we see the universe in a similar way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're open. Yeah, yeah, no. So Love. he was in, he was in the original cast. Actually, he was. I think he might still be the only band leader to move into cast. I mean, he was still band leader, but he did but was do some performances, and he did 
um, you know, Star Wars. That's what I remember with Bill Murray. With Bill. And they redid it. I saw it live when they did SNL 40. 40. Mm-hmm. Of course you were there for there. that. Of course she was there for that. Yeah. Did you ever work there or, or do anything? No, I, I almost did. But I worked at Good Morning America. I worked at Jimmy Kimmel Live. I worked um, on HBO's Divorce with Sarah Jessica Parker, Tony Awards, Emmy Awards. You've been uh, to Saturday Night Live enough times, though. You know what the magic is of that place. That was the first know, place I've I ever worked. I've never been to a taping besides SNL 40. Really? Mm-hmm. That one was not even a very, I mean. Yeah, I know. But no, I, I don't think I've been to, not in my memory. Honestly, it's embarrassing to say that things get mixed up a little bit just because I was so young. There was a period where whenever I would go home, I'm from, uh, well, you, yeah, I, New yeah, Wilton, York. yeah. Um, where every time I would go home, uh, I we would make sure to go see the show just because we could. We still had access, yeah. whatever. You make a phone call. Um, and your dad is one of the people I never, ever saw there. Saw Dan Aykroyd and Donna Dixon all the time, yeah. all the time. Any other, like Royalty, Shandling was there all the time. Um, and I never saw your dad there, and it always surprised me. working. Oh, <laughs> that makes sense. If I were to gonna, if I were gonna go to the city, whether it was after school or um, on a holiday or something, it was usually to go to Letterman. And then at the end, you know, I really made sure to go there a lot to really try to absorb it all. Did you? Was that important to you at the end? Yeah, yeah. At the end, because I was old enough to understand what was really going on. The gravity. Yeah, but like I was. So um, they didn't have family in the audience ever until the very last show. And Johnny was and like that's that too. Where, and that's when I, I went and saw it in the audience. But until then, I was just, you know, hanging out in the dressing room and in the wardrobe department and just really making a big ruckus. Um, Sue Hum, the wardrobe yep, lady. Yeah, Sue. Yeah, the, the wardrobe room in my dad's office, you're right here. So um, saw her a lot. There was a makeup lady who worked there who had a dog, Michelle O'Callaghan. Do you remember yeah, her? Yeah. She, um, we have a little segment we do on the show called the East Coast Feed, and it's uh, from Ridgefield BMW, the BMW dealership okay. in Ridgefield. And she was a customer there. She was the nicest person I had I'd ever met from that staff. She was just so incredibly nice. And she had a dog that she would bring to work every single day. Yes, she did. And I don't remember the dog's passed. name or anything. It was a golden retriever. She's passed too, actually. Yes, she has. But it was a golden retriever. Exactly right. Yeah. Was that a dog-friendly show? That's how you know I'm a dog person when I talk about the dog's lifespan first. Well, no, but I'm trying to I'm kind of <laughs> how getting, awful. I'm getting to this on purpose though because uh, again, uh, back to Mrs. Ryan for a second. Her brother works at the Daily Show, okay, and she, she used to work with the Daily Show. That's a dog-friendly show. Everybody yeah, brings yeah. their dog in. Was Letterman like that at all? No, no, there weren't. I mean, I, Just, I don't. She think, was special to bring her dog in every day. I don't think it was really anyone was against a dog there. I I think we brought my childhood dogs there once. Okay. Um, but I just don't think anyone else was really motivated to bring their dog to work every day. Yeah. Plus, she stayed in one place doing makeup and everyone oh, else sort of point. running around. Confined in one room. Yeah, yeah. So, but I remember that dog, actually. I wouldn't have thought of it until you mentioned it, but I remember. It was. I wouldn't have thought of it either. It, the yeah, whole thing. Yeah. You put me back there. Speaking of dogs. Um, you're amazing. We've done the hour. I don't want to keep you, um, but oh. I am so grateful that you took the time to oh, do this. I'm so grateful you. to have gotten to know you. I'm sorry, Alfie was just not on his best behavior, were you, buddy? I think he was part of maybe the best part. Hi, Alfie. I love you, buddy. You on the desk. That was great. Drinking all our waters. 
Did you enjoy those waters? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I will say I love dogs, but I just don't like when they lick my face. Yeah. I could it's do without just that. It's not the most sanitary. I could do that without that one. Um, are you good? Did you enjoy this experience yeah, at all? Yeah, it was fantastic. Painless? All right, good. Yeah. Do you need an outro or you'll do it later? I'll do it later. Okay. I'm, I'm just having a great time. time. What I'm going to do is I'm going to throw to the this other stuff in a minute. So there'll be an East Coast feed and we'll throw that, but I don't okay. want to waste your time. You'll let it. me know because this isn't live. <laughs> That was awesome. Um, I love them. Hi, Meow Meow. Now, now Meow Meow comes out. It's uh, Jack Hanna's here today. There's animals all over the joint. Can, can we see you? There we are. There you go, Meow Meow. <laughs> all right. Uh, before we go, let's check in. We got an East Coast Feed and a TBT to do. Uh, check in with Debra Chive over at uh, Richfield BMW. Roll it hell. East Coast Feed. Mr. Ryan. East Coast Feed coming to you live from work. Uh, new toy came in today. We got the new M440. Yeah, M440. It's like, you know, special something or other. Um, but it does have a couple things that might interest you. Um, so compared to the old 2002, which is back on the wall behind me in the old picture, it does have the buck tooth grill. And that's really important because we, we got to bring that shit back. Um, but one thing I know you love, Mr. Ryan, is the robot arm. And here we go. Look at that. Oh. Yeah, you kind of coined the phrase robot arm, which we now use all at work. Um, when the seatbelt comes out and it gives it to you and everything. So that's it. That's our latest toy for today. And hope you guys are having a great day out in L.A. It's starting to get cold in Connecticut finally, so we're getting winter soon. So hope you guys enjoy the sun. Later. <laughs> there we go. Oh, my gosh. I love that guy. I like that car. I don't know. What do you? The, the new M4 is out. I don't know how I feel about it. Um, all right, <clears throat> TBT. We're going to TBT just because there has been almost no car stuff, and uh, we have to have some car stuff. Um, we had uh, Paul Kennel filling in for Tori on Tuesday, and uh, I spent the weekend with Paul Kennel a couple weeks ago, and I figured that even though this was recent, uh, I would play this as a TBT. So as we do every Thursday, it's a, oh, geez. There we go. As we do every Thursday, it's TBT time. Roll it out. One.
What's up, Rami? <laughs> How are you? This is Ryan. This is your boat. <laughs> And it's as good a time as any to tell you if you are in a part of the world where you should be wearing a mask, which is most places these days, and uh, you see somebody who isn't wearing a mask and you don't mind the threat of starting something with someone, uh, you could say to them, hey, need a mask? Shopponziger.com. That's what we did. And uh, once again, our love to our friends at Sinclair Insurance. They say all that separates men and boys is the coverage for their toys. St. Clair Insurance has coverage for your toys. Coverageforyourtoys.com. 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 Nationwide Warehouse. Coverageforyourtoys.com. <laughs> uh, that's it. That's it. We had a great show. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. I'm a little out of sorts. Um, it was really, really good for me. Much love to everybody out there. We love you. We love you. We love you. Please love one another. Uh, we will be at Breakfast Club tomorrow. It's that time again. And, um, and that's it. And then the weekend. And then we'll tune in next Tuesday to see what the hell we're doing. There won't be a Tuesdays with Tori, but somebody will be filling in. Also, we're uh, maybe considering looking for hosts. Do you want to be involved with this in any way? Uh, Send us a message. Uh, Much love to everybody out there. Thank you again for tuning in tonight. Huge thanks to Victoria Schaefer. uh, Also to Rachel for wrangling the dog. Um, Alfie as well. So much love. See you later.